And this is a picture from Mount Adams, which is close by. Um, and you can actually see there's a climber on top of Mount Adams on the same day that Mount St. Helens erupted, which is just a little bit north and west. We can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. What's hey, up? Hey. Not much. How have you been? Oh, perfect and getting better. I'm spilling water everywhere today. You know, that's fine. You know, it's, it's hot out. It's 108 degrees here in Billings. It's hot. I don't think I've seen a day below 90 in a long time. I'm over it. I, I think I talked about that a little bit uh, with the heat out here and how it's been and how it's just been following me all summer long. I love the heat. Don't get me wrong. I love me some good heat, but I'm, I'm kind of just like, I want one of those nice cool rainy days yeah i feel that <clears throat> i mean i'm a child of the rain so i love rain but no it's been hot i mean we just recently started dipping into high 80s um besides that it has been all high 90s 100 and i'm, yeah. I'm kind of tired of it that's where we've been i like but to go outside in the afternoons and not feel like i'm gonna burn real bad i actually got a really nasty burn um, wasn't very smart not taking care of the uh, skin and I'm definitely paying for it because it actually looks way nastier um, it's something I gotta actually like monitor oh yeah skin you gotta take care of your skin people realize, don't realize how important it is and how we really do need to take care of it um, in the sun specifically I am pro melanoma so you know <laughs> no 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 um well, you, you got to, and I'm normally better, but part of me just wanted to get a little bit more tan, I guess, and uh, paid the price, paid the price. I feel that, you know, it's it, it's it's this fine line you got to walk, you kind of really got to manage your time out in the sun and how you spend it. Um, get a big, good base tan before you go out, you know, go tanning at like a tanning salon, you know, get that small base tan before you go out, um, or don't. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you necessarily have to base tan it, you know, but wear some sunscreen, get used to being out in the sun, um, go out in the sun so it's not like a new stimuli. Um, but you don't have to like, I don't think you have to slightly bronze up. <clears throat> I get bronze, I do too. I do too. I just, I have, um, I've done too much. Um, you know, the last couple of weekends I've gone on some big hikes and I wear a shirt that really exposes my shoulders. And so it's just the shoulders been cooked the last uh, couple of weekends. Gotta wear some sleeves, man. I know. Next, this coming weekend, I'll probably have to wear like this kind of a sleeve, short sleeve. It's going to be sad. Because not everyone can see my guns when we're out there, my uh, defined body that I have uh, so hard to work at. Um, I think other people are losing, not me mainly, that they I mean, get to see it. With all the comments we get on our hikes and stuff about your body, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people commented on my hat in Hawaii. I know, exactly. So it tells me they're not looking at your guns. <laughs> right. Uh, that's, that's why we got to get out there. We got to get those that wandering way swag. Out. We got to get some hats. We got to get some cool stuff made so people are looking at that on the trail. We have shirts. You can go and buy shirts. You can buy socks <laughs> at the Teespring, which the link is in the bio. Uh, it's Teespring Wandering Ways slash Wandering Ways, I believe. Uh, or you click on the link tree and go yeah. this way. Click Ooh. the link tree too. That's all in the bio. And you can get some swag. Actually, I was out with Matt uh, the other day. And uh, I had my Wandering Ways t-shirt because we had a campsite. And he goes, Wandering Ways t-shirt? And I go, yeah, man, we sell these. And he goes, really? I had no idea. You know, and the sad thing is, is we probably told him like, We've probably shown him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I was just like, Matt, you got to get over there 
and buy one of these long sleeves because they're a good campfire shirt. You don't got the money for the shirt. He's oh, getting, sure he does. It's not that expensive. Oh, he does. He does. And they're, they're affordable shirts. They're great shirts. I have one myself. I'm not wearing it right now. But um, he he budgets his life. And a new shirt's not in the budget. Oh, right now it's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. come December, he's going to work it in. I don't know. He might not have worked out his next month's budget, so it could be next month. Oh no, no, he has. He's getting a. He's getting a hunting rifle. Oh, that's right. He's. So, got that. I, I forgot he was going to get that. And he's very. He's very planned out. He said, "Come August, I'm good to go." So, come August, Matt, we're going to hit you up with some ads of some watering waste swag right directly to your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> No, I'm excited because he's coming on here uh, in a little while, right? Or not this episode, obviously, but in the future um, for our our year anniversary. Yeah. Um, Fun fact, you know, by the time everyone's listening to this, that has gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually literally last week. uh, What everyone is listening was the year, which has been an awesome year. Um, You know, sure, we've all... We talk a lot about the year, but make sure you go back and listen to the one with Matt, buddy, because we go on an adventure that we talked about uh, in that episode. And then, you know, we have fun because it's our year. We've had a year of wandering under the belt. I mean, it's exciting stuff uh, because I look at like really this year, what we accomplished um going back and like we went to the olympic national park we went to yellowstone we went to glacier uh i did a couple solo trips in the yellowstone you did uh some big stuff down in the redwoods by yourself when you're living down there um and then this when you're living out in seaside all the adventures you're getting on out there you went up to olympic by yourself once yeah i went to olympic twice so yeah and we just we got out we saw some parks we Got to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, which I think, I mean, you crossed the big one off. You've never been to Hawaii before, so that was exciting to do. Uh, exciting to catch up with some old friends there. Um, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's just fun to look back on it and just, like, you know, it, and kind of the talks that we have now and the experiences we want to have now going forward and the things we slowly plan uh, as time goes on. I, I, I always give you your first year in your job because this is your first true fall Uh with this new job of yours at Southern Oregon. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for next fall because you'll have an idea more of like when you could start planning these adventures and trips. Cause I know, I know they'll come this fall, but they're going to be so spur of the moment. Like, Hey man, I got this weekend doing this. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it could. Um, there would be, it'd be spur of the moment, you know, I mean, to give you a prime example of how spur of the moment things are, I went into work today and I uh, found out that my teens are like all going to be out of town tomorrow doing stuff. So uh, I get tomorrow off. Um, but I didn't know that until like seven hours ago. So <laughs> it's, it's part of the gig. It's a lot of spur of the moment. That's why, that's why I preach just get outside. No, and I think that's that's what you got to do. I mean, that's why I jumped up I, every chance I get, you know, every every time I'm free, you know. I asked Thea, I said, wait, what are you doing? Uh, what are we doing this weekend? You know, what we just bought a pedal boat. So it's like, where are we putting that, where, where are we christening this one at? You know, are we putting it on what kind of water? She said calm water because it's the first, the maiden voyage, you know. But uh, if it was, you know, if it's my choice, you know, it's, I'm talking you know, 10 foot waves on the paddle boat. No, I'm just kidding. I've been watching a lot of Wicked Tuna and uh, been into it too hard. You know? Yeah, it would be pretty gnarly to hit a, uh, like a 10 foot wave on like a little pedal boat. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> that would uh, hurt. You'd get crunched. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited. I mean, it has the carabiner. The only thing that's missing is the seats. So, like, the adjustable seat things, it didn't come with those because we bought it used. But I'll try and jimmy something, maybe get some, uh, like, wood posts and get some foam, you know, uh, cool noodles and make some sort of makeshift adjustable seats you can have. Uh, oh, I just got to be a handyman, you know? 
you know, there's a little part of us all that are uh, just like MacGyver. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be some rinkety dink res stuff, but you know, it's going to be. <laughs> I play MacGyver at work all the time. I call it arts and crafts time. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I mean, no, so make sure you check out the year episode that happened last week. We talk a lot. Talk about adventure with Mad Buddy. But before that, I mentioned a little bit that went into, uh, I got my bike back. That's what I mainly probably mentioned. The biggest thing is I got my bike out of the shop and I was so excited. I wanted to go for a ride. <clears throat> and so I chose Central Oregon to go for my ride. But planning over there, uh, spur of the moment type deal, actually. So it was a lot of last minute, didn't know, but I have a hike over there that I've done for years <clears throat> where I've just gone, hop on the trail, up, down. You know, I've done it a couple times, nothing. But this year, <clears throat> a little different out in Central Oregon. You have to have permits to use and do these hikes. And even my South sister, has a permit system. You got to do it seven days in advance. Only 80 permits for the day. I'm, I, well, I'm curious. I'm curious the numbers of permits, like the reasoning behind that, you know, if they're like, oh, on an average day, we see 80. So that means sometimes there's a hundred people. Sometimes there's 20 people, you know, uh, whatever that may be, you know, so that to, to why the number is, so is it easy or hard to get a permit? Um, is I guess my my concern there and I'm also curious because with COVID we saw some parks do permit systems uh because of COVID just to keep the number of people in the park to an understandable number just so they knew how many people were in the park um which yeah, I yeah what I heard the reason for permitting this area which is like central Oregon it's most of it's the three sisters wilderness a lot of Deschutes National Forest stuff uh, the Ben Sisters Redmond area kind of has this. Mount Washington, um, the, th the Three Sisters, all that. Um, but what I'm told, they did it um, funny because of COVID, but not because of what you think with COVID. You know, during the COVID-19 summer, um, <clears throat> everybody went to Bend because it was an outdoor activity. People could go. And so what they found out is that area has a lot of people. And so they're trying to control crowds just for the area and then fuel dependency because all those people going a decent ways out into uh, the wilderness that you kind of have to get gas, like a full tank going in to get out. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you're it's in, so... You don't want to go with a half tank because you're going to be sweating. I think there is a gas thing out there, but, you know, it's one of those $6 a gallon type deals. $6 a gallon, the pumps, you're like, do they work? Do they yeah, not? they've been there since like 1924. Yeah. It's one of those type deals. So, I mean, I you don't want to be relying on that. Oh, that's a name. I mean, it makes sense limiting the people. I, I totally understand permit systems and I think they're justified. Um, I just think the where, the how, and why get very unique, you know, because it's like Angel's Landing does not have permit, should have a permit. Uh, people have died on that hike. People will die on that hike, especially yeah. if more and more people do it. Because uh, they think they can or just they want to. Um, I mean, I'm glad we did it before the Instagram craze of it. Because I would say, you know, as of 2020, 2021, Angel's Landing has blown up. You know? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's always been big. It was on yeah, the Yeah, for it to blow up after being big means it's probably crazy up there. And I don't doubt it. You know, I've. I've been very vocal about the crowds on that hike and how ridiculous 
you know, there's people that just aren't patient bowling through to people who shouldn't even be starting this hike to begin with because they're afraid of heights. There's those people out there, you know, that's not a hike to do if you are afraid of hikes. So like, that's one I've always been kind of for permitting. Um, I just thought it was interesting. They did this area, uh, you know, past times I've done it, the, that South sister hike, I haven't dealt with a whole lot of crowds. Now I didn't go last year out there, so I don't know how the crowds were. I know that that area does get very populated though. So it may be warranted. Um, I mean, and it's good to keep track of where people are at too, for safety reasons, you know, with, with bears in areas um, and just how other things kind of fall in that manner. But I don't know. I, they're interesting because like back country, we have permits. You know, we did Quartz Lake. We had to have the permits. We ran into the ranges on the hike. They asked you for your permits. You've got to show it to them. Um, sometimes you can get it same day, which we did in, in the Quartz Lake uh, example. But, you know, there's also times where you can plan ahead and get them, um, which I find interesting. And I know later in the episode, you have some cool fun shit to talk about about that yeah but i'm it's it's an it's a unique thing because i look at the organizations too right you have like blm uh you have forest service and you have national parks um national parks is interesting because i think when it comes to the back country it's more about safety but when it comes to things like half film it's I mean, it's also safety, but <laughs> it's because there's so many people that want to do it. Just like Everest. I mean, Everest isn't, uh, I don't think Everest is, is uh, that way, permitted. Well, I'm sure it's permitted. Well, I, I am, but like, it's so overcrowded and the way the, per like, I, I don't think their permit system is pretty strong. It may not, they may not have a limit on it. And I, well, yeah, <clears throat> but it is permitted. Um, but it is very overcrowded. That's like, that's like the one thing I've really heard about Everest lately is, you know, it's the single file line up to the summit. <clears throat> and oh. the summit there is not big. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you're at the tallest point in the world, but like, it's not, it's not a big, you know, most, how oh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember the size that someone told me it was. And it's not, you know, it's like probably two, maybe three pool tables put together. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like five people max are up at the summit. Yeah, world. it's yeah. it's not a lot yeah. up there. Um, so that's a whole dangerous thing, too. I mean, that's a different level of danger than like an angel's landing. Um, but the problem is, is when you get that angel's landing feel or the, you add that layer of danger to something like that, um, which I mean, you see, like you would get out of Yosemite if, especially if half film was, wasn't permitted, you'd get more deaths per year. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, um, I, the Narrows is interesting too in Zion because, that one you, you can get away from the people it's more like you're getting away from people on that one yeah and you know there's different parts in the like what's technically called the narrows that is permitted and oh. um it's the deeper stuff it's the back country yeah essentially it is the back country um but i that one that one's probably pretty smart to permit those far ones so that way you like you just know if someone's out there, if there's a flash flood, you can go like, uh, you know, we got Joe and Sally. They were out there uh, today. Uh, let's hope they brought their scuba gear type deal. Um, They're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I do think there's a place for permits. You know, they, because of COVID-19, they've popped up a lot more, especially in the national parks. I mean, Glacier did it for going to the sun. Uh, Zion did it just to get on their buses. Um, 
I believe that that for the buses it stopped. But Glacier hasn't. Yeah, Glacier has not. But I think I mean you've been on the going to Sun Road. Um, what do you think? Do you think they needed a permanent system? It's one of those where I could literally probably go either or. Because um, I, I, I do solemnly get it. Uh, it is like a, a, a narrow, windy, uphill road. Um, it's, you know, cliff and mountain. There's not much of a shoulder. Uh, my kind of one real issue is, you know, it is the one road through the park. So it's like, if I want to go to the other side of the park, I have to go, I have to plan a lot more into it. Uh, I'm wasting a lot more gas, you know, than just going straight through. And to also be honest, like, it's been okay the times I've gone in the past on that road. And I, I wonder if that's one wire, because I know when I was talking to Tyler, part of uh, the permit issue he was having, um, that he was having with that, was that they, they give some out like the day or a couple days before in advance to oh. people. So, which makes sense in a place like that, where I feel like, yeah, like I could see your July, you know, your Saturday in July being really busy, but in August, maybe not so much. Um, or May or early July, you know, when, when, when the pass is just opening up. But once it's been open for a while, uh, middle of summer, I feel like you do get that there. Um, I don't know, Glacier's a fun park, too, uh, because you can get away from the people real easy in it, and you can use the permit system to do that, to really get away from the people. Um, I feel like, though, when it comes to these parks, the problem and issues with some of them are the, like, the, the Holy Land, especially, you know, the, the Chief Mountains uh, in Glacier, you know, and the, to the Blackfeet people, what they mean. So I feel like if you're going to have these permit systems in these areas, at least give the Indigenous people a right to those to bypass that permit system. I think it would depend on kind of more of the section that's permitted, you know. Well, yeah, and and I mean, like, you know, if if you if you're using going to Sun to get to somewhere, yes, hundred percent. There, it usually isn't. <clears throat> yeah, but, but you know, I I get that. Yeah, I would I would just maybe argue like uh, a South Sister or like a Three Sisters Wilderness. You know, probably it's not fair to bypass the system in that point or any not maybe not unfair is the wrong word um, there's no real necessity to create a, to have a bypass there that i'm aware of um, yeah like like have a soup soup by paul falls could be that way or like the wave in arizona yeah you know the tribes of that area. <clears throat> yeah First, you know 100 percent. so i mean I definitely think they're, they could do, and honestly, I do think they could do these permit systems fairly well, you know, for the most part, like say if you did like a week or two advance on some of these where you can get them, you know, a lot of people know they're going to be in an area a week or two out and you can plan around that. Now that true spur of the moment people, they're going to be hurt the worst um, you know, so people like me that literally decide like the day before. Um, but even then, like our big trips to do the big ticket items, I know those in advance. And, you know, I could work something out to try and get a permit or have backup plans if I don't get the permit. The, the problem I think we have uh, when we travel together to do these permit things is, like you said, we hit the one big trip with our permitted stuff. Um, like if we were going to back country in Hawaii, which it sounds like the next time we go to Hawaii volcanoes, that's like the agenda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when we do that, you know, we, we plan for that, but it, it's like when we went to Olympic with Matt, there was probably places we could have, we could have found a permit and planned for that weekend to go, 
but because of the uncertainty of the things we do, you know, we, we don't necessarily have that opportunity. But what's nice is some of those places like Glacier, that's how we found Course Lake was it was the backcountry that was open for us. It was the permit that we could do. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we, we ended up doing Quartz Lake, but, you know, the big thing is we wanted to do Cracker Lake. We just wanted to hike into Cracker Lake camp and hike back out. Fun story, a couple of years later, we ended up doing just the day hike of Cracker Lake where we just went and came back. So we ended up getting Cracker, just not that trip. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and I think our like second option we didn't get either, which is two medicine. We did that with Vincent uh, when he came up to Montana. Yeah, no, that's true Phil. too. And uh, Phil. I was trying to think of who he was with. <laughs> yeah, Vince and Phil. Vince and Phil. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just have to plan. Um, I think with it. And I mean, what I like is everyday backpacker on his YouTube stuff, he really gets into his planning. He gets into the weight of his backpack and how much weight he's carrying um, on his pack. Um, and if you follow him on Instagram, you know, all the stuff he shares. And what I find interesting, it's all about the preparedness, the planning. Um, and that's with any trip. That's, you know, you want to you wanna permit the wave, you, know, you got to plan it out because I think it's a four, four month, like at least wait um but think about the things you already kind of do plan four months in events christmas your birthday uh family events well um, you know what they say you got to follow the six p's in life proper planning prevents piss poor performance he's not wrong <laughs> that's another that's another word of wisdom from the reverend yeah that's a little uh what a my athletes call them Markisms. Although that one, the five Ps has been around. Um, I've heard that one somewhere else. Yeah, but you're just like a walking dad joke, so. At, at times, that's correct. At times, that is correct. Um, uh, you just need the look to complete it, which you kind of got going. You got that. You got your black running hat, you know, your black shirts and just the tight black soccer sweats. You're just missing, yeah. you're just missing the soccer band and kids. yeah. Yeah, when I go and work out, I definitely do probably have a dad vibe. Yeah. Um, but... You know what that means? Time for another commercial break where we get to tell you to like, subscribe, and review our podcast. Whether you're getting that podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, WhatsApp, whatever podcast app you use, you can make it happen. And don't forget, this is also the time to let, uh, let you guys know that you can pick up that Wandering Ways swag at the Teespring. Make sure to check it out. The link is in the bio down below or in the episode description. It's even in the show description, too, if you can't find it in the episode. But you can go on there. You can get your sweatshirts. You can get your uh, shirts. You can get long sleeves, short sleeves. You can even get some socks. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend. You will be impressing everybody at your next bonfire with some wandering ways swag you know and if that's not enough we're going to tell you to follow us individually on our social medias you could check me out at the ruguru or zach of wandering ways you know check out the adventure firsthand where there might not be any ads exactly and who doesn't like some good free pub i need the follow followers to go up so i'm going to throw out Reverend Marcus, check me out on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Um, I do some cool stuff, so please give me the follow, all right? We also do not cool stuff. Yeah, but anyways, uh, let's keep wandering on. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's worked for me thus far. <laughs> um, you know what else is working is cool shit in nature. <laughs> oh no way i mean i like it uh when we had uh it reminds me of when we had our guest joe on uh he, yes. he about it he was prepared he was curious if he was bringing us cool shit in nature uh that's what i like to hear i know i loved it too that he felt like he wanted to actually share but no no i like it when we do it with the guests too because um and i'm trying to save the fun the best ones for when we have guests 
Uh, More animal chases, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Today is not an animal chase because you mentioned it on that episode. And so I made sure not to have an animal chase today because I was just like, he's going to mention something if it is. Oh, I love it. So actually, I got two today. Oh, nice. Um, This first one is cuttlefish. Oh, yeah. And... The reason why I clicked on this one in particular is the link was baby cuttlefish look like an alien invasion. I mean, they do. Yeah, they really do. And it's quite interesting because if you guys are watching this on our YouTube, you'll see the video here. But cuttlefish, you know, they look like squid, essentially. They're uh, family. They're, they're cute. They are little cute guys. They're the little ones. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, you look at like Hollywood pictures where they get like alien ideas. Like, yeah, just look at like watch an episode of Planet Earth, like Oceans, <laughs> or just Blue Planet, and yeah. you'll figure out where they get their creative ideas from. Seriously, no cuttlefish are cool because they just that camouflage that they do is just insane. Um, I mean, one I of like- the Jurassic Park movies, they like you know, genetically mutated the dinosaur and they put cuttlefish and that dinosaur could go like transparent. I mean, makes sense. I mean, I think there's a lot to selective breeding like that that you could figure out. Slice this gene and take that here and give them this trait. Yeah, but do we need to? Here's the second one. Uh, This is the famous Mount... St. Helens eruption, um, the one that blew the half the mountain off. And this is a picture from Mount Adams, which is close by. Um, and you can actually see there's a climber on top of Mount Adams on the same day that Mount St. Helens erupted, which is just a little bit north and west of uh, Mount Adams. That would be cool to be there. Yeah, I thought this was just a really cool pick. So that's kind of why I chose this one today. Because it's got like right at the beginning of the eruption and then a little bit after it's going. And you just see how much the ash cloud grew. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're getting ash over here in Montana from that. Uh, there's a good documentary on Disney Plus because Nat Geo, they do the documentary of uh, surviving uh, Mount St. Helens and they, they talked to people who were there on that day in the various locations they were at. I'm not sure if this person was in there, but I know they, were, they had a person that was in the plane. They had a journalist. Uh, they had a park ranger. Uh, they had some other, like a police officer as well. Um, and they kind of talked about their stories and where they were that day and just Mount St. Helens. It's a cool story. It is. It is cool because, you know, it was so big. What I always find fascinating is... You know, we know Mount St. Helens as being just this giant eruption, right? And then if you're fortunate enough to go to a lot of these parks that have volcano-esque themes, you hear about eruptions and they use the St. Helens one as a comparison one. So like Crater Lake, when it, Mount Muzomu, Muzama, blew, um, it was a hundred times the St. Helens eruption. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why, like, the Yellowstone one. Yeah. Is, it's like, it's, it's more, like, thousand times more than St. Yeah. Helens. Yeah. Go- the, the Lassen one was bigger than St. Helens. So, like, I, I'm trying to, like, picture, because, I mean, from, like, the picture I showed, you know, that's huge. And then take it a hundred, a thousand times larger and, like, trying to, fathom what it would look like well and then take that and go watch super volcano and notice that we're overdue with yellowstone guys well we're overdue on a couple things Uh, i mean maybe we're just bad with numbers huh (laughs) no i don't think we're bad with numbers i just think we haven't hit the true point yet i don't think we understand yeah we can understand like how like life works in that sense of like on the volcanic timeline the like earth timeline of like the thousands and millions of years like we can't fathom that so it's really hard for us to even explain it hey the earth is old okay it is is grandpa out running the same kind of mileage at the same speed as he was in his younger days 
takes them a little longer. Earth, probably a little old, just takes a little longer than what you would think. You know, and maybe we help cause it. Maybe the dinosaurs help cause, you know, their eruptions and the, their big bangs and all that. So who knows what, what factors into everything. Yeah. Uh, too, but I mean, I do like volcanoes. I, I get very interested because of Yellowstone. You know, being in Hawaii, uh, it sucked that we didn't get to see the lava, but just the style of even those volcanoes uh, and how more it's like, like Iceland and how they're kind of slower flowing with the lava. Yeah. The clouds are what's the scariest is the ash clouds because that's what causes the real damage and, kill, you know, that's what killed Pompeii, um, St. Helens. That's another great mountain or a volcano blow. That's the whole world. We live around volcanoes. If you just, like, that's what formed this earth. Right, that's true. Um, the, the plates, you know. Yeah, exactly. Which are just volcanic, volcanic you know, because that's a Yellowstone sitting on their fault line. But uh, I, I, I do recommend Super Volcano for those going to Yellowstone or... Or check uh, out the, what uh, visitor center is it there? Oh, Canyon. Yeah, Canyon. That's, uh, that's actually a cool visitor center. Um, they, they talk about the volcano a lot in the park there. Um, I, it's really hard to understand because it happened like 6 million years ago is the last eruption. And if you kind of follow the Snake River... That, that, that was kind of what the Yellowstone caldera was forming, was that Snake River. Uh, that's why it's the valley that it is. Um, and I could just imagine, I mean, when Yellowstone goes, Billings is going to go quick. Bozeman's going to go quick. Uh, your, your eastern Montana, eastern Wyoming is just going to go real quick from the eruption with the ash, just with how much ash. Um, especially if they predict a super eruption, which is going to be where all the vents kind of start opening up. Um, and they show that in the in the movie, um, but I think I think we'll know personally with that one. I think I think Old Faithful won't be as as faithful. Yeah, I think that's an interesting theory you have that Old Faithful won't won't be faithful, and that's the day because I don't necessarily think like that's wrong um, because you know those geysers do involve like the. Um, I mean, they're releasing pressure of some sort. Yeah. Um, and it is very kind of like volcanic activity in a way. Well, um, interesting is then you get like Steamboat who like goes off 20 times in one year and then doesn't go off for like 20 years before that and goes off like twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. No, with the Yellowstone one, I think we'll know when the big eruption will. But... I don't know, like, there's going to be some major activity right before it really pops. Well, I think that get... pre-part is what I don't, like, there's going to be big earthquakes. There's going to be, um, like, other stuff like that. And I don't know when that will. But once I we mean, hit some bigger, we'll be like, Yellowstone going to blow, yo. <laughs> well, we get earthquakes here in, in the Yellowstone area. They've gotten them all the time. Um, I think what's interesting and you kind of hit on that is like i think yeah the smaller stuff will happen but the problem with any you know volcano event any mountain event any large scale tsunamis whatever is when you know the little things add up if enough little things add up the big one is triggered um you know like if the tsunami earthquake hits perfectly in the way it's how far it is from the land you know, all the different factors that go into it. And I think that's the thing. It's like, well, if this geyser is the key and it, you know, opens up to the next vent and this vent opens up and then all of a sudden the whole park goes. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Or just go enjoy it. And then I think the other thing too is watch the animals. Animals will react. To stuff yeah, like they, you know, they always say that the animals start acting weird right before a natural disaster. Um, so, I mean, shoot, pay attention to, uh, the neighborhood cat, uh, even though probably is getting in your garbage or something like pay attention. <laughs> you never know. The cat could save your life. <laughs> um, enough volcano, uh, even though that, that conversation was, um, erupting with excitement and enthusiasm out of us, we should probably get back to the permit chit chat, um, Mainly because, you know, we can share 
I found a website that has like a bunch of dates of places that you do need permits. So, you know, maybe you've listened today and you're sitting there or driving or laying in your bed or whatever you do when you're listening to uh, Wandering Ways. Um, you're probably wondering what places need them and are they the seven day? Are they the day of or are they uh, permitted kind of longer term? Um, I, my list right now is just of the big ticket items that are kind of well in advance. Uh, I know if you go to recreation.gov, there's a lot of information on places, permits. You can get a lot of permits on that website too. So, uh, you can get campgrounds. There's a lot of stuff. Recreation.gov's a good website just to go to. Honestly, you probably didn't need me to tell you that because it's the go-to website for everything. Well, and I think you're, you're hitting on something good is do a little research before uh, planning your trips. Because, I mean, we like to do a lot of on-the-fly stuff. Uh, and we talk about that just because that's who we are. But we do some planning ahead of time. You know, we, we, we look at what is available um, for us in those, those places and kind of what we want to accomplish and what we want to do. Um, you know, like we went to Hawaii, you know, we, we were like, we want to do a coffee plantation. Yeah, we didn't have a coffee plantation out. We still, when we got there, figured it out. Like now's the day we want to do that. This one takes same day reservations. Boom, it works with us. Um, so we did that research ahead of time. Um, there was the, the chocolate plantation that we tried to do that. And it was one of those ones, hey, we probably should have reserved in advance. You know, probably should have done our research. Um, but that was just us with our timing. Uh, and kind of having some freer time. Yeah, no, 100%. But anyways, we're so again, these are your bigger ticket items. Um, I'm going to actually pop up the website. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually visibly see these places and kind of the info out there. Um, you know, mm -hmm. this first place is Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness in Minnesota, the land yep. of a thousand lakes. I've always wanted to do this one. This is up by like the Lewis and Clark, uh, you know, like Upper Peninsula type parks uh, that, that, that the Great Lakes area has to offer. Oh. Oh, really? Park. Yeah, this is a fun park. Oh, I've never heard of it until I found this website. So we got to go now. I, I'm in. I'm in to go. Um, <laughs> but January 27th is the big one. All permits open at 9 a.m. Central Time. You know, so... Overnight trips require the permit. So if you're planning, there are right here, it says walk-up permits may be obtained at issuing day station on entry date or one day prior. So it sounds like you can go either or um, there. And again, look, recreation.gov, like I said, everybody. <laughs> uh, Brooks Camp Bear Watching up in Katmai. Um, this is the place that I've been to. Um, up there uh, this is for camping and it's the camp there in the brooks area um which <laughs> as it says right here i thought this was kind of funny it says right here i know it sound, camping sounds crazy um because this area does have a lot of brown bears yeah. but you know the campground is surrounded by electrical fence to help prevent that <laughs> that makes sense they probably have people in tents they yeah i mean when you go to that area like everything is surrounded by like these little gates um it's almost like the people become the zoo there because there's like to go and eat there's an eating little paddock um, oh. and so like each little thing's got because i'm not like they're, they're really not joking with this one like you'll be going through a well-populated area and all of a sudden like a bear comes out of nowhere I believe it. Oh, you see the, this is the area you see all those photos and pictures of. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's a, it's a, there are a lot of bears up there. Um, but permits for that start March 5th. You can get it. And that's for the whole summer because it's only open in the summer. Yeah. Uh, next big ticket place you need permits for is Conundrum Hot Springs, <clears throat> which is in Colorado. Uh, there's different, permit times depending on when you want to go so if you're planning trying to go in the summer before august got to get them in if february 15th 
August 1st to November 30th, got to get your permit by June 15th. And if you want December 1st to March 31st in the winter, October 15th is your date there. I bet you that's a pretty winter spot, man. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I mean, I didn't know about this place either, and I kind of want to go here. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Eight and a half mile hike up to it, though. Worth it. Worth it. Get the campsite, do like a day or two camping out there, and just soak in the uh, hot springs water, man. Just oh, I basically got... relax in nature. Just a true like nature retreat. That looks fun. Yeah. Um, again, recreation.gov. You can get it. Uh, Denali Road in Denali National Park. That one's a lottery system. So if you're planning to go and drive that road, get deeper into that park, you got to do uh, May 1st at opens for yeah, but the whole time. It looks like it's only for, for four, four days. days. September, an estimated set to be September 17th, 21st. Lucky permit winners are given a chance to purchase a single day long permit, which lets them drive as much of Denali Road as the weather conditions allow. If the park has seen early snow, the park right might be open as far as Savage River, mile 15. Otherwise, you'll typically be able to drive all the way out to Wonder Lake, mile 85. So it looks like 70 more miles. They give 400 a day. Wow. But only, I mean, last year there was only 1,200 people that put in for it. And there's 1,600, or no, 12,000 people put in for it and there's 1,600 permits. Wow. So like just, just about 10%. Yeah, that's uh, man. If you get that though, that's big. That's big ups. Yeah. Oh, the enchantments in Washington. This one looks exciting. Yeah, we actually tried getting these. Um, yeah. You know, that one there. You put in for different dates and different zones, and you have it's another lottery system. Um, you got that lottery system opens February fifteenth and closes March first. And it just kind of does the same March 17th. And, oh, that's when the results are published. April 1st, if there's unclaimed, you can claim it up, though, which is kind of cool. I uh, didn't know that. I wish I did. Wish I'd checked this out because maybe we could have swamped one. Although we wouldn't have gone to Hawaii. So maybe we won. Yeah. Glacier Park. <laughs> this is for backcountry. You know, a lot of these are backcountry. Um, and, you know, we have experience with the backcountry there in Glacier. They have the permit system, but you can do some day of stuff. The March 15th one is the one where if you're trying to do some bigger hikes in Glacier, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so in, it's a little bit more guaranteed certain areas. So, so, you know, like this one is, if you can get it, that's kind of sweet. Probably come out on top. Um, and it's the same thing here in Grand Canyon. That's backcountry stuff. Um, they have a bunch of different dates. It depends. You know, you have to do it a couple months in advance. Yeah, it looks like July to November, August, December, September, January. So you're looking looks at like four or five months in advance you got to do it. Yeah. So, uh, if you're planning to do some backcountry in Grand Canyon, look four or five months out if you're going to do it or not. Um and this is an application system. So. Grand Tetons, kind of. More backcountry in the Grand Tetons. Um, you know, a lot of these will be. I think, yeah, Havas Havasu Falls is a popular one. That's been one that I've known is a permit request. Um, I think you can just buy them. Yeah, it looks oh, like right here, you're required to purchase a three-day, two-night stay for the campground, which ends up being about 350 bucks a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the John Muir Trail. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this, this is another, like, through hike, kind of. It's a smaller one. Uh, it does share some of the same area as the PCT, but it does actually split. It goes, this trail goes from the Yosemite Valley to the summit of Mount Whitney. Mm. Um, 
and this is one you need a permit to go and do that hike uh, for. You can make it 24 weeks in advance. That's not bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, Mount Rainier. You got to have a permit to go to the top. Um, and then, you know, Mount St. Helens is another one you need a permit. That one, Mount St. Helens is end of February. I know that because that's when I got mine. That's not a lottery. That's just you buy it that day. So first come, first serve type deal. Um, looks like Rainier does have lottery. But they have, an, again, another unclaimed April. wilderness permit day. So you can do that for, um, oh, Mount Whitney, you need a permit for to get in. Um, I'm sure this is for the day use people. Uh, that, yeah. A permit is required at all times between May 1st and November 1st. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a 20-mile hike. Um, the tallest peak in California. So oh, the, the tallest in the lower 48. I thought for some reason I thought that was in Colorado. I didn't realize it was in California. Huh. I always kind of thought it was Rainier, but I didn't give a shit because I was always McKinley number one. So <laughs> Denali. Denali. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Denali. Yeah. I think Denali is the tallest one in um, North America. I think so. Um, more backcountry in Rocky Mountain. You know, most of these again, like we've kind of said is backcountry like Yellowstone, Yosemite. Now Yosemite, you need half dome. If you want to do half dome, you have to, it's a lottery system, putting in a couple of days before. Uh, then the wave, we've mentioned the waves of lottery um, one here. You know, again, there's this website, it's called Outdoor, outdoordetour.com slash permits um, for all of these. If you are looking to, maybe you are curious when certain ones are, um, you know, they got days for Zion for the subway, um, those farther narrows one. So it's a, it's honestly a real good site. I mean, they break down park to park when it is, and then they also have like a true month calendar on it. So it'd be like January, all the ones in January right there. But I again, think outdoordetour.com slash permits will get you that schedule. Uh, if you're listening, you want more. I think we do the waves. I think the wave would be cool. Um, Me too. I, I want to get down there. Would be really cool. Although, I'll tell you the truth, that conundrum hot springs, I'm kind of really into. I mean, it would be worth it. Yeah. It would be worth it. I mean, who knows? I mean, there, you saw the hot springs. Did I send you the hot springs by Bryce Canyon? No. Well, uh, look at us. This is rude. <laughs> look at There's up. hot springs that you know about that you're not telling me. I thought I sent that picture to you. I guess I'll have to share with you after. Uh, oh, you know. True, truly rude. Um, last thoughts on the permits, though. You know, personally, my personal opinion on this, I'm not upset that places are doing it. Am I bummed out? I am a little bit because it ruins the spur of the moment trips. But some of these hikes and places need a permit system. I've been vocal about it for Angels Landing. I'm sure there's other hikes that, you know, mainly because people just don't take care of the area. I just saw there was a story in Santa Monica about people taking up a couch and having like cigarette butts and beer cans like on this national park land. You know, unfortunately, 20% of the people are dickheads and it ruins it for 80% of us. So I see why they're doing it. I'm not necessarily upset. I am a little bit bummed because I can't just go and do South Sister on a whim anymore. I have to actually put a little thought, which is fine, but it's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, I feel you. What's your take? last take on the permit? You know, I, I'm for them uh, because it, it's, it is a safety matter uh, in most parts um, because we are, we're too dumb as people we really are uh so it has come to that like you said we're, you know we're, we're going to try and overcome our fears when we can um and and i feel like a lot of people like that's the problem is there are those that will 
but that's that 1% success story. That's that 10% success story. The other nine out of 10 people are sitting there on the ropes screaming and holding up the line for everyone else or creating issues for everyone else. So sometimes I think we are that person in other realms of our life. And we need to figure out, you know, that aspect of it uh, and where we can control that in our lives. Um, But in reality, yeah, like it's needed. There's a lot of people, but I think the organizations need to be smart about it. And what I like is when the government organizations do it with our national parks, they are smart about it because they have no gain. Whereas when you privatize some of this stuff um, and you do some of the private tours with, with reservations and whatnot and permit systems, then, you know, they're doing it for the money. They're not doing it for the love of the outdoors where, whereas like national parks, BLM, national forest service is. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair to those private companies, they could do it in a good way. Um, yeah. And there may be some that are, um, that are doing it in a very good way. I don't know many of them off the top of my head, but I know I agree with you on that one. Um, the organization hopefully as well of it. Um, yeah. Like for example, American Prairie Reserve here in Montana, uh, they're buying up a bunch of land uh, and, and trying to create a national park uh, around the Fort Peck uh, Reservoir, uh, which is going to limit access to the lake uh, for locals, uh, as well as they're buying up tribal land, native land, and uh, improperly educating people about some of the tribes on some of this stuff. So there's just some things there that, you know, you got to watch with these companies, uh, what they're doing and how they're doing it. You know, um, it might be fun to see the grizzly bear in the cage, but is it worth, you know, paying the guy to see his grizzly bear in the cage or letting that grizzly bear be free in Yellowstone Park, you know? So I think that's one thing I like about recreation.gov. It is a government site. It means it's government regulated, which means it's way behind everything else and overprotected and overregulated and overwatched because that's how everything we do in our government is. We've really created this system of checks and balances where it's hard to move forward as technology moves forward on us. 100%. Um, but anyways, you know, that's kind of our takes on the permit system for it. Uh, going in now to our final words. We're at that time where it's final words. So final words, my guy. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, I think one thing that I challenge our listeners, our wanderers to do this week is look at a hike you want to do that's permitted um, or a a park you want to go to that has permit systems like the Wave or uh, the Grand Canyon or Denali Road or whatever you may want to see and do um, because you, you can't try unless you try. So you got to go try it. You got to just see the process. Look it up. You know, take that first step because if you take that first step, you're more likely to take that second step or that third step um, and, and do it. You know, be adventurous, uh, be courageous, step out of your box if it's something that you think uh, isn't really in your box. But I think I encourage you guys to do it. It's not that hard. You know, just say, hey, oh, even if it's, hey, I want to take a tour at Mammoth Cave. You know, that requires reservation and planning and that but it's something you want to do. It's something you want to plan for. It's something that requires that reservation time. Try it out. 100%. Amen. I love the challenge. I love the challenge. Um, Reverend's final words of wisdom. Say beautiful, everyone. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you for sticking around, listening, uh, being a part of it with sending questions, all that fun stuff. Um, You know, main meat of things Going back, haven't brought this guy out in a while, but we got Woodsy Dowell, give a hoot, don't pollute, everybody. Go out there, leave someplace better than you found it. Uh, you know, pick up one one little thing. It's heard me say it a million times, but I really mean it, and I think we should try and practice it uh, more and more. But pick up, their snowball effect is real, everybody. Um, that being said, peace out, everybody. Bye.